What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in this video I'm going to be going through my week 9 tight end start sits, breaking down every single week 9 matchup, talking about every starting tight end, and then listing them as either a start, fringe option, or a sit. The starts are the tight ends you feel very confident throwing into your lineup. Remember there are not going to be 10, 12 start tight ends. It's just not how the position works. You're probably going to have five, six, seven, eight starts, and then the rest are going to be fringe options that you could throw in there, but you probably don't feel great about it. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I posted the running backs and wide receivers yesterday. You'll also have the quarterbacks out today. And let's dive right into the Thursday night game. We have the Titans taking on the Steelers. These are going to be two pretty clear sits for me. Chigo Conquo, you know, had some potential upside heading into the season. It really hasn't paid off. Maybe Will Levis coming in kind of spark something, but at this point, definitely can't feel good about uh, having Chigo Conquo in your lineup. Then for the Steelers, we actually had Connor Hayward command a decent amount of volume in week eight. I just don't think he's someone we want to rely on week to week. Pat Frymuth out, he's kind of the guy who stepped in as their receiving tight end. Would prefer to not play either of these guys from this uh, Thursday night game. Now looking at the uh, Sunday slate, we're going to start it off with the Dolphins taking on the Chiefs. A pretty clear sit and then a pretty clear start. Obviously, we're going to be sitting Durham Smythe. And then you're firing up Travis Kelsey as the number one tight end. Then we're going to have the uh, Vikings taking on the Falcons. For the Vikings, even with uh, Kirk Cousins out for the season, it seems like they're going to go with Jaron Hall this week. Um, they traded for Joshua Dobbs, so whatever one of those guys plays. I still think Hawkinson is a start. I still feel like he's going to command a lot of volume. Now he's probably not up there like right neck and neck with Mark Andrews anymore, but I still think he's someone who's startable as like a mid-tier tight end one. So definitely a tough break for him, but I still think you play him in your lineup over, you know, whatever potential replacement you could get at this point. Then for the Falcons, going to have Kyle Pitts as a fringe option. His week-to-week route participations aren't great. He always has somewhat of a weekly upside, but not someone you feel great about playing. And then Johnny Smith had a nice run going, kind of cooled down a little bit, so he's going to be a sit for me. Next is going to be the Seahawks taking on the Ravens. Pretty clear sit and a pretty clear start. Noah Fant, I think I've talked about this in previous videos. I believe he's a free agent at the end of this year. I feel like he has the talent to be someone you can trust for fantasy, just not in his current situation here with the Seahawks. It's a full-on tight end by committee. And then for the Ravens, obviously you're going to fire up Mark Andrews as a high-end tight end one, pretty much the tight end two at this point um, with uh, Kirk Cousins going down for Hawkinson. Shifting into the Cardinals, taking on the Browns. For the Cardinals, I feel like Trey McBride has got to be a start at this point. He had great production in his first game without Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz went to IR. McBride took over as the clear-cut tight end one, had an 88% route participation, was targeted 14 times, which is wild, caught 10 of those for 95 yards and a touchdown. I feel like McBride is someone who could definitely end up being like an auto start, especially once Kyler Murray's back, kind of raising the ceiling of this offense. If you're able to scoop up McBride off of waivers, I feel like you have to be feeling pretty good about that uh, pickup at this point. And then for the Browns, I have David Njoku as a fringe option. Pretty decent game in week eight. I don't expect to get Deshaun Watson back, so I do think his ceiling is kind of capped, but he'll probably be like a high-end tight end two, fringe tight end one this week. The next matchup, not great at the tight end position, Rams taking on the Packers. Both of these guys were players who I had fringe options um, earlier on in the season. For Higby, when you have weapons like Cup and uh, Puka Nakua, it's just going to be tough to command enough targets, especially now with the injury to Matthew Stafford. Would not want to be playing Tyler Higby in my lineup. And then Luke Musgrave is someone who I really thought could kind of emerge 
that's like a solid fringe tight end. He's had the usage. He really just hasn't converted. So at this point, the Packers passing attack hasn't been all that great. Really tough to uh, trust Luke Musgrave. Even if he's running a solid number of routes, the production just hasn't been there. Could it come? You know, he's a rookie. It definitely could happen at some point later on in the season. But right now, someone I'd prefer to keep on my bench. We're going to have the Bucks taking on the Texans up next. For the Bucks, going to be sitting Kate Otten. Just hasn't been super relevant for fantasy. And then for the Texans, Dalton Schultz coming off a down game. And then uh, he had the bye the week before that. But prior to the bye week and then uh, week eight, he had put together a few impressive games in a row. No one really did anything for the uh, Texans pass catchers in week eight. So not overly concerned. I think you fire him up again as like a fringe tight end one. Next is going to be the Commanders taking on the Patriots. For the Commanders, we have Logan Thomas coming off a solid game. He's pretty much the definition of a fringe tight end. Probably going to be like a week-to-week back-end tight end one. You never feel, you know, overly excited about throwing him into your lineup, but he's a fine option. Then for the Patriots, Hunter Henry, not super interested. After the first two weeks, it's kind of been downhill from then uh, for Hunter Henry. The next game is going to be the Bears taking on the Saints. I think both of these tight ends are fringe options. For Cole Komet, he had a really rough game in his uh, first game with Bajent. I believe he had a goose egg. He followed that game up with a lot of volume here in week eight. So I think he's a nice fringe option. You never know how much passing volume there's going to be. Does it go to more? How involved is Komet? But I think he's going to be like a fringe tight end one at this point. And then you're hoping Fields comes back sooner rather than later. And then for the Saints, Taysom Hill's usage has been all over the place. We saw Jawan Johnson out. He was pretty much operating like a legit NFL tight end. With Jawan Johnson back in week eight, he was way more involved on the ground. Now he could go out, have one target, three carries next week and not be super relevant, but it's also possible he gets five plus carries, maybe a few targets here and there, has a decent shot at getting into the end zone. And that potential workload does make him, you know, a fringe play in my opinion. And then a not-so-great tight end game here, Colts taken on the Panthers. Definitely going to be sitting Mo Alley-Cox and Hayden Hurst. Next is going to be the uh, Giants taking on the Raiders. Now for the Giants here, Darren Waller just continues to get injured. I believe it's a hamstring again. Now I have him listed as a start. There's no guarantee he plays in this game. Um, and I will say that he'll be a fringe option if it's not uh, Daniel Jones playing, but it seems like Daniel Jones is going to be able to practice this week. So if Daniel Jones plays and Darren Waller is active, I would have him as a start as like a mid-tier tight end one, just not a stacked position. So if he's healthy or healthy enough, I would be playing him. If he's playing, but it's not Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor, I mean, that did not look great with those guys out last week. So then he'd be more of a fringe option especially, you know, probably banged up heading into that game. Wouldn't feel great about it, but I'm going to be hoping he plays and also hoping that uh, Daniel Jones is his quarterback. Then for the Raiders, I have Michael Mayer as a fringe option. He had his breakout in week seven and has been a little quiet since then. He only had one reception on a Monday night, but really not going to be too hard on him for that because literally every single uh, Raiders pass catcher just completely flopped. Adams, Um, Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer, they all pretty much did nothing. But on a positive note, he had an 82% route participation, which was by far his best this season. So he continues to pull away from Austin Hooper in terms of this tight end split. I do think he's someone who can be a fringe tight end one moving forward, you know, assuming the Raiders passing attack can kind of get it going after that very rough performance. Now, in one of the bigger games of the week, we have the Cowboys taking on the Eagles. 
For the Cowboys, I like Jake Ferguson as a fringe option, probably a back-end tight end one. He had a nice bounce back in week eight after back-to-back rough games um, in the previous two games he played. He had an 83% route participation, which was strong, uh, four receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. So I like Jake Ferguson at this point, someone you probably scooped up off of waivers. Interesting option moving forward. And then for the Eagles, obviously you're going to fire up Dallas Goddard as like a mid-tier tight end one. Then on Sunday night football, we have the Bills taking on the Bengals. I was very in on Dalton Kincaid heading into the season. It wasn't looking great through what, six, seven weeks, I think six weeks of the season. It was not looking good. Since then, he has come alive. This was his second big game in a row, and he had great usage without Dawson Knox. It was his first game without Dawson Knox on Thursday Night Football. So he went eight for 75 in week seven, and then he goes five for 65 in a touchdown on Thursday Night Football. He had an 85% route participation, which was his season high. I think he's a mid-tier tight end one moving forward on this offense as long as Dawson Knox is out. And I feel like if he continues to play at this level, he's going to have a very strong role even when Dawson Knox does return. Then for the Bengals, definitely going to be sitting Irv Smith. Just hasn't done anything to be uh, fantasy relevant. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Chargers taking on the Jets. Just going to be sits across the board here for me. Um, For the Chargers, we had Gerald Everett out, so Donald Parham got a little bit more run. Assuming Gerald Everett's back, it's just going to go back to a very solid split between those dudes. And then for the Jets, going to be sitting Tyler Conklin, only wide receiver or only pass catcher I want for the Jets in my lineup would be Garrett Wilson. But that's going to wrap it up for the uh, week nine tight end start sits. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope it helped you uh, set your lineup at the tight end position. Thank you all for stopping by. Check out the other start sits if you're interested. But thank you again, and I will see you in the next one.